Entrepreneur on Fire 490. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in selling mobile apps. If you're interested in creating mobile apps for businesses, visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com and create your free account today. When you have more than 270,000 designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kate Matsudaira. Kate, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Kate has worked at big companies like Amazon and Microsoft and has been an early member of three successful startups. As a seasoned CTO, she has deep technical experience, but a passion for products and leadership. Kate founded her own startup, Popforms, focused on creating leadership software. And I've given our listeners just a little overview, Kate, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah. So like you said, I started my career in big companies and then I decided I really want to run my own company, but I decided to do that by working at small companies. So I worked at a lot of startups. I was really lucky because all the startups um, have been really successful. And now I'm finally doing my own startup, Popforms. And Popforms is really about helping people be better at their job. So we're really focused on building software and tools and content to help people be better leaders and just uh, kind of better employees and help people just kind of take their careers to the next level. Well, we're all about taking things to the next level here, Kate. And let's hear a little bit of a personal side of you. A personal side. So I live in uh, the nice rainy city of Seattle. It's all foggy today. Um, (laughs) And um, I am married and I have, we have four dogs, which I actually think is crazy, but we each had two dogs before we met and (laughs) it's kind of hard to get rid of them. So, and we'll have a baby soon. So in May. (laughs) Wow. Well, congratulations. And yet you are correct that it's probably rainy up in Seattle. I was stationed up there back in the army days at Fort Lewis. So a little south of Tacoma. But I wisened up with my experience, Kate, and I actually moved to San Diego where, once again, it is sunny and gorgeous. I used to live in San Diego. I grew up in Southern California. Oh, love it. Well, next time you're in town, just remember what it feels like to have 75 and sunny every single day. Oh, I I was just (laughs) in LA like a few weeks ago and I was like, I miss living here. It's so nice. That's funny. So Kate, as you know, being an entrepreneur on Fire Listener, we really love sharing the journey of our guests because there's so much to learn, so many valuable gems to glean. But before we dive into that, we always start off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Okay, John, I have to kind of give you a thing. This is really funny because I was <laughs> I was talking to my co-founder, Kate, the other Kate, because um, we're both named Kate. Kate squared. Yeah, yeah. Kate, people always call us the Kates. Um, <laughs> but I was talking with her and I'm all, it's so weird because it's kind of like you're summing up yourself or your philosophy in something someone else said. <laughs> and we thought that was kind of hilarious. I, I'm, but anyway, uh, the one I chose was, 
I really like this quote from Walt Disney partially because it's from Walt Disney. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So let's really break that down, Kate. If that really does sum up your mantra, your essence in just a sentence, explain. I'm a big fan of Walt Disney and I, I feel like this childlike, if, you, if you're familiar with my company or my brand, like I very much have this, um, this, this kind of fun playfulness to it. And so that was kind of why I liked who the quote was from. And I am also a big believer. I mean, I grew up really poor and, you know, single mother working and um, put myself through school and scholarships and loans and and really kind of have built everything that I have. And so I've always had this belief since I was a child that if I just worked hard enough and I just put my mind to it, that I could make it happen. And I've, I've never, ever been given something and not felt like I could do it. And so I think this, that that belief is very much like a core part of who I am. So I just saw something pretty recently, Kate, and I can't even attribute it because I see so many of these different inspiring videos all the time. But in essence, this video and this message was really drilling down to basically saying, if you want to work hard and work incredibly hard, you will definitely be able to do that. The world will let you. Like the Amazons and the Microsofts of the world will always make room for an incredibly hard worker, but that may not be what you want. If you want to work hard and smart, there's different ways to go about that. And is that something that you resonate with and the reason why you did break away and join a couple of successful startups and then actually end up founding your own platforms? Well, I think there's working hard and working smart, right, is like the distinction. But I do feel like I mean, some people get lucky and, and they can just work smart and have a, like some good luck. But I think that if you're tenacious and you really are doing everything you can, you're going to get smarter <laughs> as you make mistakes and, you, and, and you'll get there. And I do think that um, if you have a good idea and you solve a pain point really well for people and you, um, you know, you're building something that people really want, like, yeah. Every the companies are going to make room for you because not everyone can solve the problem for everyone else well, right? Like there's always opportunity. Always opportunity. I really wish that that could just be stamped on like everybody's forehead. So when they looked in the mirror, they could just be like, you know what? There's so much opportunity out there. It's literally never ending. It's just who wants to get out there and grab it. And Kate, for you, at some point in your life, you grabbed opportunity, you know, whether that be with a great job with Amazon and Microsoft or those three startup companies. And now as we sit with platforms, but there's a story, there's a journey that leads up to that. And you've had successes, you've had light bulb and aha moments, but you've also had failures. And that's what I want to focus on now in your journey is a failure. So tell us a story, Kate. Take us down to the ground level. Tell us a time that you just failed falling flat in your face. And what lessons did you learn? I've had lots of failures. So I, it took me a while to kind of noodle on the right one. But I felt like probably the most pivotal point in my life was in my 20s, I couldn't get a date. I was I was really geeky. I was a software engineer. I mean, I had a good job, but I didn't really have a lot of friends and I wasn't very social. And and. I had all these guys I hung out with at work. I was the only woman in a team of 400. Oh. Yeah, but but I couldn't, I had no no social life, but I really wanted to get married and I really wanted to 
you know, have a boyfriend and all these things, but it just wasn't working for me. And I remember um, going into Barnes and Noble because back then, like you still bought books. Oh, I remember those. It might have even been a borders. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And I uh, was in the self-help section. I bought all these books on like how to get a husband. I it, Like it's sort of embarrassing to admit, but, and I went <laughs> home and read all of them. And I read them. And it's amazing actually how much these like how to get a date books are actually a lot like modern day business books because I've read a ton of business books too. And as I read these books and I, I started learning, it was a lot about like being nice to people. And, and I was really smart and I lauded this over everyone else. I was the classic engineer no one wanted to work with, right? Like I was really smart and really good at coding. And so I was successful, but no one really wanted me on their team, Right. I just wasn't very good at working with other people. I wasn't very nice. I liked to tell everyone why their ideas weren't good to show how smart I was. Um, you know, and, and ideas are really precious. And when someone comes to you with an idea, like you should help them figure out how to achieve it, not tell them all the things that make it hard. But engineers, I think we were taught to look for flaws and we were taught to, you know, show how smart we are. And anyway, I, it made me not, not a lot of fun. And I think that I, I changed and I, st- I read like, you know, the ha- book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I started being like, you know, I really should help other people more instead of trying to do everything for myself. And I really should make an effort to kind of help other people be successful instead of focusing on myself. And it, it just, it was like my whole life changed. I lost like 60 or 70 pounds. Um, I just became a totally different person. And I, I hate even identifying with my people who knew me before I kind of had this transformation. Um, but it also resulted in my success. I mean, after I started making these changes to get a date and to like be a good person and um, all these sort of things, I was more successful. I got promoted into management and I was eventually a director. And, you know, um, and just I got a lot of opportunities. Doors started opening and, and it's just really paid off consistently since then. See, we call you, Kate, the Swiss cheese of ideas because you like to shoot holes in everybody's passions. That was the old Kate. But just like so many people have transformed through the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, including myself who learned a ton and I make that on my six-month rotation because you need to make that a constant part of your life to really remember how you're interacting with people on a daily basis and how you are engaging with people, like really make that obvious. That's so powerful. And you went from, you know, somebody who was really kind of pushing people away to somebody that was embracing people. And what happened? Your professional career took off because you started building relationships and you started being able to network effectively and opportunities and doors started to open for you. And that's just a great lesson for Fire Nation that, you know, so much of life is not just about being the best and about being awesome, but is about building relationships. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, I was just going to say that, I mean, I think the other big part of it, right, was that, you know, I dressed like I would wear cargo pants and and like company t-shirts every single day. I was so, I, I didn't look good. And it was amazing. If you meet me now, I'm almost always wearing high heels and I'm dressed up and, um, and I look, you know, I think I look nice. Um, <laughs> I'm a lot more into fashion than I, than I used to be. And, but people treat you different. And and I remember I used to think, oh, if the world is a utopia, people will just get to know me for who I am. And and the reality is that isn't. And so I think also becoming the master of first impressions. 
the master of first impressions. Love that, Kate. And boil it down for us. If there's just one lesson that Fire Nation can walk away from, from that really difficult part in your life that you transformed out of, what would that be? I think it's be someone that you would want to meet. Think about the people your eye is drawn to in the airport or when you walk somewhere. Think about um, the person that when you talk to or you interact with in the line at Starbucks or whatever coffee of your choosing, <laughs> that that you're like, wow, that person must be really a nice person in their lives, right? Like be that person. Kate, let's transition now because that was a great segment. You share with us a failure, a struggle. You gave us the exact steps that you took to get out of that funk. And that's so powerful. I know Fire Nation's walking away with some great tangible advice. But let's talk now about a light bulb, an aha moment that happened at some point in your life. Obviously, how to win friends and influence people was a huge light bulb for you. And you use that incredibly effectively. But let's talk about another story, a time that you had that light bulb went off and you said, wow, this is me. This is Kate. This resonates with who I am. What was that story, Kate? And how'd you take that idea and turn it into success? Yeah, great question. So um, at one point in my career, when I was at Amazon, I was promoted and I was running a team of um, almost 50 people. And and this was back then when it was really small. So that was a big deal. And I was basically given a path of like, if you keep doing these things in four years, um, you know, you'll be a VP. And it was, and that was what I thought I'd always wanted. I thought, Climbing the corporate ladder, like being a VP at a top company, like if I did that, then I had achieved my life goals. But it was so interesting because when I really understood what a VP did, I realized that wasn't what I wanted at all. And I often describe it to people as I felt like I was running towards this light at the end of the tunnel. But it was just a speck of light. And then all of a sudden, I got to where I could see what was on the other side. And I realized that that wasn't the life that wasn't actually what I wanted. What I really wanted was to be involved in strategy, to be closer to the customers, to have influence over not just the technology, but the business. I always talk about that being a VP of technology in a company, you get a lot of say in like what you build, but not, or, or you get a lot of say in how you build things, but not necessarily what you build. Like that's often determined by business units and all these, these teams of people who are just, that's their job. And, and so I really wanted more influence over that. And, and I realized that I wouldn't be able to get that, um, at my level and, and that experience at, at a big company. And I realized that at that moment to really have the personal financial success and to have the, you know, the day-to-day life that I wanted and to grow in the ways I wanted to grow, I, the best way to do that would be in a smaller company. And so it was after a big, huge promotion that I left Amazon <laughs> to go uh, to quit. I, I like gave like, you know, six months of notice or something crazy. Um, but then I left to go work in, in startups because I knew that that was what I wanted to do and where I could have the type of job that I wanted. So what was that revelation when you got close enough to, to see what was on the other side? What was it that you really disliked about being a VP at a big corporation? I mean, I think it's a lot more of it, it you're dealing a lot with uh people problems and and your job is to be really deep in one area and and there's a lot of opportunities and things like that, but when you go into a small company 
um, as an executive. And, and I've been really lucky because the three startups I joined, you know, two, uh, two were acquired and one is uh, Moz.com, which is a lot of people have heard of. Um, but they're like hundreds, over a hundred people now. But I joined when there was less than 10, like there was very little people of us. Um, but when you join a, a team of 10 people, you get to touch everything. You're involved in all the decisions and you get to be really close and actually talk with the customers. And it, when you're in a big corporation, it, that's not your job. Your job is managing people and politics. And there's skills to that, definitely. And, and, there's, and that can be really rewarding, too, because you can, uh, in one decision, impact millions of people, right? And in a startup, you just, like, a million people is a big <laughs> deal, right? Um, but I think that it just... I wanted, I had grown so much from being deep technology to like learning about business and marketing and sales and, and thinking about customers. I wanted to do more of that and to be great as a technology VP at an Amazon, like spending your time on those things aren't necessarily like what is good for the company or your role. And so it was kind of this, this position where, and, and also the financial success, right? Like you can have, uh, and control over your lifestyle. I mean, there's so many things that I love in small companies and startups. I, I work way harder. I, well, I don't know. I've always worked really hard. So it's really <laughs> hard to see that that's true. I definitely, I, I now work in a way where it doesn't feel like work, but that was never true when I was at a big company. Love that, Kate. And yes, Moz.com, great friends of Entrepreneur on Fire, Rand Fishkin, just an epic entrepreneur who's doing great things, obviously, over there. And it's just great to see, you know, how you've just transitioned, you know, from the biggest of the big all the way through. And now here you are running Popforms, which is just a company that's inspired off of you and Kate's passion. And it's really powerful stuff. And so again, Kate, for us, boil it down. What's one clear lesson, if you could have Fire Nation walk away from what you learned through these aha and light bulb moments, what would that be? I think it's like get down to what you really, what really does matter to you and like understanding how you want to grow and like what you want to learn and then figure out what is the role or the position or the company or, you know, whatever that is that is going to help you do that. Because when you're doing the things that you want to do every day, it doesn't feel like work. Kate, what's your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Having the courage to start platforms was a big deal for me um, because I had been talking I'd been talking about starting my own company since I left Amazon, and literally I worked in three other startups who all had like you know well Moz didn't have an exit, but who had like successful exits before I finally said, "You know what I'm going to go actually do my own thing. I've learned enough because I kept saying, "Oh, I need to learn sales, oh, I need to learn marketing, oh, I need to learn fill in the blank and I finally said, "You know what?" I know enough. I can, I can build a successful company and then doing it. And then, you know, we didn't take funding. We decided to uh, bootstrap and build a profitable business from the beginning, which we've done. And that is something I'm super proud of because we launched the website in July and we're already profitable. Um, and so just in a pretty short period of time. And I think that just goes to show you like, um, it, it really helps my confidence and, and validates my ideas, but it was, it was a big jump for me to be able to do that. 
So a lot of the listeners right now, Kate, Fire Nation, they are hearing success stories when people are partnering together. They're also hearing horror stories when people partner together and go forward and build companies. You obviously have formed a great partnership with Kate. Can you talk just for a minute or two to Fire Nation about some of the key aspects of building a partnership that you've seen that have turned into a success? Um, I think the trick is, I mean, Kate and I have worked together previously before we started Popform. So that was a big factor because we knew what it was like to work together for a good year before we um, started working. I think the other thing is that we've really developed systems and ways to work together. I mean, first of all, our strengths and, and what we do day to day is really different. But we're both, we have really good communication and we've just set up, I think we have all these systems and processes to work together from how we uh, collaborate, putting together the newsletter uh, to we have these Monday morning, we call them our ninja planning sessions where we, (laughs) every Monday, actually right before this call, which is on a Monday, but uh, we did a ninja planning session where we sat and uh, the previous hour before I jumped on this call and talked about, you know, what we were going to do for the week like what our plans were, where we needed each other's help. And we just, we get really, you know, the priorities, like we revisit our long-term strategy just on a regular basis. And and we're both just so excited about the vision and what we're doing. So I think it makes it easy not to step on each other's toes. And we also just, there's a lot of trust. There's so much trust between us. So there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of communication. Do you feel like those are two huge parts of your success? Yeah. And I think you can't have trust without a lot of communication. If you really trust each other and you really believe the other person is always going to do the right thing, I think that that helps. It's when ego gets in the way or, or, or when, um, you know, things don't happen the way they should, that things become really hard. I mean, so far we've been really lucky because we've just been really like, we've had a lot of success, early success. Okay, speaking of that early success, let's bring things to present times. Let's talk about today because you do have a lot of exciting things going on, which is the reason why you are successful, profitable already. You guys just launched in July. I mean, that is insane. Congratulations. That's huge. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really lighting your fire today. Um, well, we're launching a bunch of newer, um, high paid courses. So that's pretty exciting, um, in terms of our like leadership content. And then we have, um, our first like software product, which is a recurring revenue, uh, you know, kind of software tool. So we're really excited about that. And that should be launching, um, kind of to our internal beta users in the next like three weeks. So there's a lot going on. It's really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting stuff. And if you really just had to nail it down in just a couple sentences, what's your vision for the future of platforms? We're just having so much fun. I mean, we really want to grow it and expand it and reach more people, but uh, we want to keep our products really simple. So we're probably envisioning like more smaller very simple products than like one big product that we add a lot of features on, if that makes sense. Makes a ton of sense, Kate, because you're really getting out there. You're doing things quickly and easily because you're not going too complex. and You're able to get great feedback from your target market and you're able to really adjust. And then when you're seeing a bunch of themes that are working together, then maybe you step back and really launch a big product when you know the time is right. Well, and that's actually a great tip. One other great tip, I think, is we really made the decision to build the audience as we built the product. Um, A lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people go into a hole 
building the product, but the main product that we wanted to launch with the company still isn't launched. Um, we decided to launch a blog and build content and social and just build an audience. And so that was why we launched our website earlier in July and we, and our email list, and we've just been adding a lot of content and trying to add a lot of value to people early on. Um, and I think that's been huge and why we're so successful now um, is because we've really built the audience first versus, I mean, we knew what we wanted to build as the product, but we haven't, we didn't lead with the product like so many companies do. Build the audience first. I love that methodology. It's why I love podcasting because it allowed me to build an audience first and then create products and services off of what my now audience tells me they need, what obstacles and challenges they're facing. And Kate, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our partners. I have a pretty packed schedule. Between my interviews, running my own mastermind tribe, and providing new content daily to my podcasting community, Podcasters Paradise, I just barely have time to skim the surface on a ton of other projects I have in mind for Entrepreneur on Fire. But as entrepreneurs, I know we're all busy with this sort of stuff. Running your own business isn't easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it. You have a lot to manage, including setting your own strategies, creating goals, and actually launching products and services so you can monetize. As you know, things like logos, website design, and other graphics are an important part of the overall process. That's why I love knowing that I can visit 99designs for all my design needs. Their system is incredibly user-friendly, the process is lots of fun, and the turnaround time, incredibly fast. You could be choosing your next design in as little as seven days. Go check it out for yourself. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of mobile apps. When I go out for my morning walks, I love taking my phone with me so I can utilize my Stitcher app and my podcast app from iTunes. Plus, all throughout the day, I'm using tons of other apps like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, I even use my favorite retailer's apps to keep up to speed on special deals. Having these apps at my fingertips let me know that these brands care about me as a consumer and they want to make my life easier. As I'm sure you're well aware, mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in being a provider of mobile apps for your customers. So if you work with businesses who might be interested in a mobile app for their business, no matter how big or small, I've got an exciting company for you to check out that can help you make it happen. Business Apps. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning rounds, because this is where we get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Oh, I'm, I'll try to live up to that <laughs> description. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I think I, I mentioned this earlier, but I felt like I just there was always something I needed to learn. Um, versus just really, like you said, kind of doing something that added value to the world and then figuring out how to do more of that and then how to get paid for it. Because if you have people wanting what you're doing, um, it's much easier to figure out how to make money on that versus trying to, you know, learn all these other things and build the perfect product out of the gate. 
Kate, what's the best advice you've ever received? Focus from focusing on a niche to focusing on like your customers in a really, really specific way to just focusing in like the work you do every day. Like just like do one thing and do it really well versus a lot of things haphazardly. Oh, Kate, a lot of my loyal Fire Nation listeners just smile because they know that focus is my favorite word slash acronym. Do you know what my acronym for focus is? No, I don't. Follow one course until success. Focus. I love it. (laughs) It's yours. Can you share one of your personal habits, Kate, that you believe contributes to your success? Gosh, this was a really hard one for me because I was trying to decide between two things. So I'm going to say, I I might give you two answers if that's okay. That is totally cool. So the first one is, I think, um, being really authentic. So uh, before I started my company, I had a really popular blog at katematz.com and, you know, get 30, 50,000 visitors a month. And the reason that happened was because I wrote about my journey and my struggles, like becoming a manager and in my career. And uh, that when it's, the more authentic I was and the more honest I was about what I was going through and the problems I was having or like the struggles, the more successful I became. And I think that's something that is really important to people is just to embrace that authenticity. Um, the second thing, and this is a lot more tactical, is that um, I have a really unique way of handling email. <laughs> that I think actually frees me up to do things that matter. Um, I always talk about how email is being on someone else's schedule. As someone said that quote, and I just love it because if you think about it, if you respond to an email, you're doing something um, for, or, you know, on someone else. So I keep an autoresponder on uh, 365 days a year that just says, Hey, I may take a week to get back to you on your email. You probably saw it. I try to make it fun so people (laughs) like it. Um, but, but I keep it on all the time because I will batch and do emails sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week. The other thing I do is I, um, I have help. Um, if I get a lot of incoming emails from my blog or our company or other things, like people just asking for advice. And I believe emails like people and you want to answer every email. I try to answer every single email I get, um, and actually give them like useful answers. But, uh, so sometimes this means I have help. So I also have a way where in Gmail, if you use it, you can actually delegate your email to someone else. And so I will have someone help me craft replies to a lot of these advice asking questions and things like that to help me be able to process hundreds of emails from random people um, quickly and still give them high quality responses. So things like that. Wow. Two totally different answers and two <laughs> great answers, Kate. Thank you for sharing both. And do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, um, it's I, it's actually an app, but uh, Prismatic, if you're not familiar with it, it's a really cool app that helps you find and kind of discover content both that's shared by your social networks and that's kind of based on filters that you like. And, it, and the more you read it and the more you use it, it gets better around your preferences. But I use that a lot to find links to share on social media um, and things like that because I'm always trying to like add value to my audience and push out good content. Love that. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all this great stuff that we're talking about today at eofire.com slash Kate Matsudaira. If you don't think you can spell Matsudaira, that's totally cool. Just enter Kate with a K in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. And Kate, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
So one of the better books I read in the last year that I think not as many people have heard of, I tried to pick something a little bit different cool. rather than kind of the classics everyone mentioned, which is um, this uh, book called Fascinate. It's like your seven triggers of fascination. Have you heard of it? Not only have I heard of it, our 400th episode was Sally Hogshead. Oh, good. Yeah, it's such a great book because um, it helped me really think about our marketing a little bit different in a different way. Um, but not as many people have heard of it. And so I'm always constantly sending it to people because it's one of those books where I think, especially if you're not a marketer, which I'm not, <laughs> it helped me think about our brand and just uh, the way we do our marketing. She has some really great exercises in the back that you can go through with your team and things like that to help. It, it forces you actually to niche down your customers and understand the motivations better and things like that. So I think it's just a great, it's a really great book. Sally is amazing. She's actually one of the top ranked female speakers in the world. And I had the honor of seeing her speak live last year in San Diego here at Social Media Marketing World. And having her on the podcast was amazing. She actually gave away 500 of her like $50 Fascinate course that she has, which gives you your personality description. I'm personally a maestro, which is like one of 60 different possible um, personality traits. And it's really fascinating, not only to get that, but to get your secondary and then to get your dormant to see like what's opposite of you and really, really cool stuff. So anybody that wants to check out Sally Hogshead book, fascinate, highly recommend it. And also if you just go to eofire.com slash Sally Hogshead, one of my favorite interviews is actually ranked as a top 10 entrepreneur on fire interview and fire nation. I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Kate, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? When I read this question, um, because you were so courteous as to send the questions to me ahead of time, <laughs> um, I just had like a million questions to ask you. So like, how long is my food and shelter last? For the seven days. Just seven days. And then is it good food and shelter or is it? <laughs> I'd say it's average. <laughs> so I'm not like freezing or anything like that. No, you like are good. sustainable. You're probably at like a youth hostel and some YMCA. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Do you have internet? Do I have internet? Yes. You have an internet access in a laptop with $500. Yeah. So I mean, um, what else is on the laptop? Like what kind of software? <laughs> um, whatever's preloaded on a Mac Air. Oh, that's not a lot. No, and these are great. <laughs> these are great questions. We're diving deep into a lot of presuppositions. So, Fire Nation, I know, is finding this fascinating. Um, well, because I guess, like, Keep going. My, Keep going. my thought is that okay, <laughs> in seven days, I don't have a place to live, so I've got to figure out like how I'm going to make that happen. Right. So, like, given that I don't have a lot on uh, the internet to work with, like, I don't have. And I don't have a lot of money and I don't have a credit card mm -hmm. uh, or is the $500 a credit card? It's cash. Yeah. So that's a pain in the ass because like you can't go buy hosting <laughs> and stuff without a credit card. Um, 
So what I would probably do is I would probably, I would focus like, I don't know how much I would actually use the laptop. Maybe I would go and offer like tech support training or something to people and use it in that way. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do maybe what some other people talk about, about social media or anything like that. I would like literally go out and hit the streets and start just like talking to people and trying to find people that had um, like money and a willingness to pay. Um, that I could reach like in my local vicinity of my like hostel YMCA. So I would go out there and <laughs> and start asking people, oh, do you need help with this? Do you need help with this? And just try to get like really understand like what my environment was and what kind of people I could reach. Um, and then either and then do that because I think trying to make money online in seven days for me would be really challenging without a lot of tools and tech, you know, and, and, and to me, those are all longer than seven days. So I would focus on like, can I offer tech support to people? Can I offer basic computer training? Can I build people little HTML web pages or help them set up their WordPress blogs? You know, and I would just go around and start asking people, do you know anybody? And just like work it like that and try and find a way to make some initial money. And then once I kind of had that, I could buy the tools and stuff that I needed and then kind of figure out how to expand that. See that fire nation. Kate would hit the streets. She would hustle and she would make things happen. So Love all the questions, Kate. I know Fire Nation found them very fascinating as well because, you know, can't answer all the questions in just a couple of paragraphs here. And so you really drilled down. I think you showed a really critical line of thinking that's so important. You know, you're very detail-oriented. You're very detail-specific. And there are some questions that really need to be answered if you're going to give a 100% thorough answer, which you just did. So thank you for that. And I just really enjoyed hearing your journey, Kate, from Amazon and Microsoft to startups with Moz and beyond and now your own startup, you know, with the Kates, you and Kate at Popforms and just the fascinating stuff already being in the green, so to speak, since July. I mean, it's fascinating stuff. So let's end on a high note, which is by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting piece of guidance would just be, I mean, I'll just echo my quote, right? follow your dreams and, you know, just have the courage to pursue them. And then uh, you can find me at uh, popforms.com or on my personal website at katematz.com. Well, Kate, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we're talking about today at eofire.com. They can just go to that search bar again and type in Kate, which will pop up your show notes page. So Kate, I just want to say thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. The Fire Path is a new email series we just launched and we're really fired up about it. When you sign up for The Fire Path, you'll receive a weekly email that covers an important step in the process of starting and growing your own business. We drill down and share with you exactly what we've learned over the past year and a half from starting our business. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 